Good afternoon from sunny and clear Tokyo, everybody, and welcome to the Tokyo Lens Podcast. As always, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And yes, you will notice that I started this podcast by saying that Tokyo is sunny and clear. 12 hours ago, such was not the case. In fact, 12 hours ago, when I went to record this podcast, it was borderline impossible. You see, the winds were so incredibly strong that you could hear them from inside my house. What winds, you may ask? The winds from Typhoon Debbie. This was the most powerful typhoon to hit Japan in 25 years. And that, that is what we're talking about today. So today I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about the typhoon that just swept through and did so much damage to Japan. One of the big reasons for this is that I will not be doing a video on this on the Tokyo Lens channel. There are a few reasons behind that. The main reason being because I wasn't personally impacted by this typhoon, neither was anybody incredibly close to me. And I feel that those videos are much better left to the people who have been impacted by the typhoon and can share a first-hand view. But what I did want to do today is take a little bit of time to address this typhoon and typhoons in general here in Japan in the podcast because I do feel it is an important topic. So bear with me, we're going to kind of walk through a bit of a timeline, a little bit of history, a bit of what's happened and what things are like at the moment. So I want to start by talking about a post that I shared on Twitter yesterday. Last night I shared a post on Twitter saying that typhoons in Japan are very often like the boy who cried wolf. Every single typhoon that is about to hit is not every single one. That That is an overstatement. Many of the typhoons that are about to hit Japan are presented by the media as quite potentially the worst typhoon to hit Japan in X amount of time. However, more often than not, the typhoon will change direction or just not hit at all. And these warnings are kind of tossed to the side. This has become a long-running habit in Japan, so much to the point where the typhoons, nobody typically expects them to actually hit. So when they do, everyone is somewhat prepared because we've been warned a big typhoon is coming, but at the same time, nobody actually expects it to be as big as it is. This particular typhoon is the most powerful typhoon to ravage Japan in 25 years. I came out to Japan for the first time in 2005 and moved here in 2007, so this is long before my time in Japan. Now this particular typhoon hit the area of Kansai the hardest, the areas like Osaka and and basically that region. So much that over 5,000 people were stranded at the Kansai airport. This airport was not only flooded, if you take a look at any of the videos that were available online through Twitter or any of these other services, you can see that the, the actual ground of the airport is not visible. It just looks like it's the ocean. Now, this airport is on a man-made island, which actually happens quite frequently in Japan. The entire area of Odaiba here in Tokyo is on man-made reclaimed land. But what made this 
particular situation so bad is that it wasn't just the flooding that had people stranded and was diverting flights and everything, but a giant shipping ship, if you will, got thrown into the bridge that connects the airport to the mainland and destroyed a section of the bridge, making it unusable. So people were stranded in this area. They they did have you know, a way to get people out, but it was in small numbers at a time. And so th this wasn't even the worst part though. I think the darkest side of this is that at this point, it is currently 11.30 a.m. as I am recording this podcast on September 5th here in Tokyo. And the current news reports show that there are at least 13 dead with 150 to 200 or more people injured. Now, Obviously, any form of tragedy like this comes with it a range of costs, including human life. Um, but this this is rather unfortunate. And, you know, when you move into a country like Japan, you, you know there are risks like earthquakes, tsunami, typhoons, and everything like that. And you choose to live here in spite of those things because of whatever reasons or benefits, whatever things have you living here. So you have to go into these with kind of a, a mental appropriation that these things will happen. And I feel far too many people will kind of sweep it under the rug and be like, ah, another disaster. But it doesn't mean that it has any less impact and that, that human life has any less value. And I know I'm just kind of stating the obvious. It's more of a moment of self-reflection. So getting back to the actual podcast content. Now, Typhoon, I don't know if you know this, you may know this, and typhoon names tend to be recycled. Japan started this system back in about the year 2000, and as typhoons hit, each year some of the names are recycled. However, particularly destructive typhoons will have their names retired. Since the system was started in the year 2000, the total of about 41 names have been retired so far, and it seems as though this typhoon was big enough that this name may now be retired. Tokyo itself wasn't hit that hard. The winds were absolutely incredible to the point where even living in a sealed building, <clears throat> excuse me, even living in a sealed building, all you could hear was wind. When really strong winds hit like larger buildings in Japan, the building will tend to sway. The buildings are built to be able to sway for things like typhoons and earthquakes. So the entirety of last night was my building rocking side to side as you could hear the powerful winds rushing through. But the typhoon itself didn't hit Tokyo. It's been a while actually since a major typhoon hit Tokyo. The last one that I can remember was maybe about six years ago and I remember looking out onto my balcony and watching people being blown down the street, umbrellas being ripped out of people's hands, bicycles sliding down the road and even telephone poles and light poles just being shaken violently. But in all my time in Japan, I think the worst typhoon that I've seen hit Tokyo was back in around 2008. I remember heading back from work in the middle of the afternoon, everything got closed down. They were like, better get home before the, uh, before the trains close off because the rain had become in just incredibly strong. 
and there was areas of the city where manholes were actually gushing water from inside the this sorry the sewer system had flooded and water was being sprayed from the ground up it was a borderline terrifying sight to see but it was an experience all in its own that typhoon wasn't power enough and powerful enough to you know suffer any loss of life but the rainfall that came along with it was powerful enough to flood Tokyo interesting fact about Tokyo there's a set of rivers that run through Tokyo and one of the rivers the Arakawa River is actually been artificially increased in size and man-made as a flood channel for rainwater so the entire river is made to be able to fill up to a certain level and dumps the water into a giant underground reservoir to hold these floodwaters if you ever have a chance to take a peek at google take a look at tokyo underground flood sewers run a google search for something like that and you can actually see some of these underground flood tunnels they are massive they are incredible and they do actually do tours down there but the rainy season and typhoon season is obviously not the best time to go out and do one of these tours so coming back to this typhoon and the topic of typhoons videos on twitter and other social media showed buildings being ripped apart there was an unfortunate video of a poor domino's pizza delivery man who was actually sent out into the typhoon winds he was stuck he, he couldn't get the motorbike to move forward him and the bike got knocked over it was a sight to be seen what i've done is i've created a twitter moment if you're interested in flipping through and seeing some of the news stories some of the videos and some of the damage that was done now evacuation orders were issued for a great deal of western japan um, including obviously the areas like Osaka and that that whole range wakayama and some areas of ehime which is in the Shikoku uh, region of Japan. Now, this is unfortunate because Ehime was quite recently hit with some very serious flooding, and they're still trying to recover from that. In fact, a fellow uh, content creator here in Japan named Sherry, who runs a channel called Sherryberry in Ehime, did a video a few years back, maybe a year or two years ago, on typhoons in Japan and just how serious one that had hit her area is near her house there's a rather large river that on a day-to-day -day basis is almost completely dried up you you can just see sorry that's my computer going off giving me a notification you can see the the base of the river on most days however she went out and showed the river flooding and being filled up to the top with raging waters what i'm going to do is i'm going to link a video in the description of this podcast where i have shared uh some previous i did a q a about a year ago on typhoons around this time and i shared clips from her video so i'm gonna link it right in the podcast description so that you can check out that and find out a little bit more on the typhoons or even link over to sherry's video and see things firsthand from her end now that being said the next big thing to be concerned with after this 
is the recovery and cleanup efforts. There was a lot of damage done and a lot of work will be being put into recovery. But I think, you know, everything's a double-edged sword. So with Japan being constantly hit by natural disasters, it unfortunately has prepared Japan for these things in many ways, including a rather systemized cleanup system that you know, the, the cleanup and recovery has already begun. There has not, I, I did a bit of research today, there's not a cost estimate yet on how much damage was actually done. So when an update is available, I will share something through Twitter if I can. But for now, that is the update on this Typhoon Jebby. What it is, what has happened, and the damage that has come along with it. I hope that this has helped give you a bit of an insight into what things are like. Obviously, if you do have any questions, definitely hit me up on Twitter. I will do my best to answer absolutely any of them. And yeah, if this podcast has given you any value at all, it would mean the world to me if you would jump onto Apple or Google and leave a bit of a podcast review, hit me up on Twitter with some feedback. These things do mean the world to me. And I hope that the rest of your day goes well. Thank you once again for joining today. And we'll see you guys again real soon.